Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. <laughs> Matty Jacobs. This is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we spoke to uh, a, a long jumper, British long jumper, who uh, has had, it looks like he's going to have quite the journey to the next Olympics. He had an amazing story, so Daniel Brown will be telling us that. Uh, we also, uh, what else did we like? Oh, yeah, we spoke to Rhys James, not that one. The other Reese James, as you'll discover, we had a we had a little bit of fun with that, and uh, we saw it was in your bag, Andy, didn't we? It was back. Yes, it was back. People seem to enjoy that. Oh, so we've got in Andy's bag, and we had a chat about last night's football and a bit of other stuff. There we yeah. go. Yeah, that's and true. discovered that I can't say the a word. He can't, yeah, that's right. Oh, he kept his powder dry there. What a tease! He can't say a word. Uh, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the football last night. A couple of good games I watched yeah. and uh, caught up with all the goals. And mm. uh, I turned over to the Porto game to watch this interminable VAR decision. Oh, that was ridiculous. Oh, how long did that take? Yeah. It's ridiculous. There should be a time limit, I think. It's ridiculous. I went with a goal show last night, Andy. I didn't f- sort of favour one game because mm. there was a lot of good games last night. And um, I think we should all fear Bayern. That was my takeaway from oh, it. Oh, yes, thank you. Even with quite a lot of players <laughs> missing. I mean, I'm really sticking my neck out but I think they're going to be there or thereabouts (laughs) at the end of the but no they were fantastic they scored there was a lot of great goals last night have you noticed a lot of great goals goals outside the box I think that is a direct result of the crowd not being there because you know when you take a shot from outside the box and it goes way over the crowd you know they get all that or your own crowd are disappointed that you wasted a chance you know cheers exactly so you're bolder you think yeah I think I think there is an element of that no question about it Uh, in the Porto game uh, it was very unfortunate uh, well it's not his fault. He's named Corona. He plays for Porto. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Shame, really. <clears throat> Tough and, times. Yeah, well, it was. And uh, Chancellor Mbemba, he, he had a great game, actually. Yeah. And, of course, it's his birthday in a couple of weeks' time. Yes, Mbemba, Mbemba, the 5th of November. Oh, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> and Sanusi. <laughs> it's, not, thinking, it's not the 5th. Have you looked it up when his no, birthday is? No, of course is? it isn't. Sanusi. <laughs> well, it might be. Well, I mean, you haven't looked it up. You haven't done your research. <laughs> and Sanusi, I wondered if he supplied the machines. They washed the kit in. But, <laughs> That's very good. Uh, I'm blaming the quality of these jokes on the lack of crowd. You yeah. blame everything on the lack of crowd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it really is. It really has affected. Really has affected your uh, your the quality of your gag. <laughs> I don't know if you read this story about Natalie. Oh, wow, well, he was. He was born on the fifth of November. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. <laughs> so it's Mbemba Mbemba, the eighth of August. Doesn't work quite as well, does it? Really, not as good. Really, no, no. That's I didn't true. want to let that get in the way. And. Uh, L, um, <laughs> Natalie Portman, the actress, the Star Wars actress, has bought a a football team. She's got a consortium. Mm. Uh, They're called Angel City. 
and there's people like Eva Longoria, Jessica Chastain, yeah. and America Ferreira. And I don't know if you know this, but America Ferreira starred in that comedy drama about the famous uh, uh, Italian striker, Ugly Bettiger. It's like the birthday spreads back when we didn't ask for it, isn't it? Wow. No problem at all. Yeah. Uh, and also, I did feel, this is a more serious point, that, I, that these players that are playing now, it's different for fans. I mean, we're missing football like mad, but the lifespan of a fan, hopefully and generally, is much longer than a player. Yeah. So a lot of these players are going to go a whole season without the adrenaline of fans, without the buzz of it. You know, yeah. it's quite a difficult <clears throat> thing. So when their careers end, that will be a kind of asterisk in their career that they had this whole season because I think yeah. it is going to be the whole season. You know, like that, which is which is a pity for or, players. I think. We're going to talk about Max Kilman a little bit later on, and who's mm. just signed a new contract to Wolves and was man of the match in the game the other night. It's, it's made a brilliant start. Came from non-league, a bit like mm. a sort of righty Celez character at twenty-two, twenty-three. Uh, coming into the game at a later stage, picked up in non-league like Chris Smalling, which is a good story. But, you know, he's going to play his, probably his first season for Wolves with no fans there. It's going to be like being back at Maidenhead, really, with respect, isn't with it? Respect. <laughs> very, <laughs> very small John numbers. With, no, you know, relative, I'm talking about, you know, OK, all like, OK, I'm sorry, Maidenhead fans, but I'm, I tend to think I, there's more at Molyneux than there is at yeah, your I place. I mean, my point, it's the same yeah. point. It's true. It, you know, it is a shame, but there's nothing you can do about it. No. Uh, Sean Dyche, though, this was an interesting question. He was talking it's about your job, by the way. Exactly. I've lost the. I've, can't, I've not done it for so long. I've, I've lost. I've lost the neck. Maybe he'll be in Moose's roundup later. Perhaps you can find the clip of him saying, and that always helps. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But he was talking about. Um, is it David Barsley? Isn't it? Of course. Uh, being Phil Barsley. Phil Barsley. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Phil Barsley, uh, who's tested positive, mm. and of course his mm. brother was visited Wayne Rooney, and he was asked if if it was anything to do with it, and uh, Sean said. I'm not the kind of scientist who'd know where he caught it from. I can, well, what kind of scientist are you? You're not any kind of scientist, are you? I'm more microbiology, really. <laughs> I'm not the kind of scientist. Study of amoebas I specialised in. <laughs> Imagine if he had his own lab. The comedian Will Hay. You remember Will Hay, Andy? This is yes, one for the... Look, ask I your do. granddad or your great-granddad kids. I don't but really know him. I, I've heard of him. He was yeah. a huge... He was a, yeah. he was a huge star, a film star, a British star. But when he, would, when he was mm. in residency doing a kind of theatre run or music mm. hall, uh, he would he would set up a, uh, a vice and, a, and all of his woodworking gear, Did and he? he would he would do his thing. You know, he was into that. So he'd set up. So he'd have a little setup in the in the dressing room when he was doing a long run. So well, I'd like to think maybe. Bit <laughs> No, it worked. Yeah, but no, he was a bit of a polymath. He was. Oh, have okay. a look into. Anyway, so he. Um, I'd like the idea that that um, Sean Dyche would have a lab. In his office. <laughs> Don't do Glass. Come in, Phil. Don't touch that chest, test tube. Why does he sound like Tommy Cooper and Butch from Sutley? I told you I'd lost it. I can't do it anymore. Hello, Mr. Corbett. I'm gone. I can't do I it anymore. It sounds, well, I've lost my, sound no, like it sounds, it's your job, by the way. That's a bit bad. That's all I can say. That's all I can say like him. Uh, Jorginho yeah. has been uh, teaching Thiago Silva English. <laughs> yes. noticed, such yeah. as man on yeah. uh, or, or switch play or uh, <laughs> drop or up. Yeah. Um, but I bet he's taught him some swearing as well, hasn't he? <laughs> of course he has. And he said, the first time he said, what's the word for drop? And he said, well, it begins with F. Let's take you through. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, there'll is. be a few of those. There'll be a few of those as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Now, after the football last night, Andy, I spent a little bit of time researching our next guest. Oh, yeah. Because you've got to take it seriously when you've got an Who England player joining do, you on the show. Yeah. Mm. It, uh, we're very pleased to say we're joined now by the uh, Chelsea and England fullback, Rhys James. Is, hang on, producer's uh, 
Not him, Andy. Oh, no, who is it? It's the other one. Oh, well, okay. Spurs supporting comedian uh, Reese James. Uh, good afternoon, Reese. Very harsh. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised you're still there. The rise of Chelsea right back Reese James is an increasing concern. <laughs> I come here in good faith to speak to my close friends, Paul and Andy, and this is how you reward me. Well, it's, it's spelt differently, right. but obviously on radio we get away with that. But uh, if this was in print, we would have been stymied. But of course not, Reese. <laughs> I've been doing plenty of research on uh, on the return of your podcast, um, which has been very successful and has a bit of sport in it, including Tom Rosenthal's cricket raps. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I don't want to do down any other guests. We've had 21 guests so far, but Tom Rosenthal's episode is by far the best. He, so the podcast is about bringing on the stuff you wrote or created when you were younger, maybe a teenager, mm. called Early Work. And Tom Rosenthal came on with these actual recordings of some raps he had made himself, which already is inexplicable. Um, and these raps happen to be for and about Cookham Dean Cricket Club. Uh, he also... <laughs> He made a point of not listening to them again before he came on. So it was the first time he'd heard them for about 10 years when he came on. So he was as surprised as me to see these were cricket-based raps. And, I mean, they're exceptional. They would inspire any cricket team. Fantastic. I didn't even know he liked cricket. I know he loves football, but uh, there you go. Yeah. And, and your tour's back on, isn't it? It's a reschedule. We'll hope it's back on anyway for, for next year. Well, who knows? If not, I'll just start turning up at the Chelsea ground and trying to get on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, the podcast a great idea. I mean, if, have you had anybody say, oh, no, I can't do that, that's far too embarrassing? Have you approached sort of friends or comedians who said, I've got stuff, but I, I can't put it out there, it's, it's, it's just too embarrassing? Absolutely loads of people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, loads of people. You'd think comedians. I mean, a lot of people say, I don't have that stuff, I burnt it years ago. Uh, but there's some that say, look, I do have it, but... It'll be a cold day in hell before I tell it to you on a podcast. Uh, so that's frustrating. But the people that we have got are great. I mean, I mean, I'm not. Look, I'm not far down the list of my choices. And there's some other sport ones coming up. So Ivo Graham, you may know oh, Ivo yeah, Graham. Yeah. From yeah, of your show. He's coming up soon in a couple of weeks. He's he had a great story. He got given a task at school to write a story about a storm. And he basically says, oh, it was once a windy night. And then I woke up the next day and I watched Man United v Spurs. And it was 3-1 and Gary Neville was excellent. And he basically <laughs> only talks about Gary Neville for the rest of the story. And then the feedback from his teacher is, I mean, this isn't a story about a storm. It's a story about Gary Neville. What are you doing? And that's what six-year-old Ivo was into. He was into Gary Neville. Have you got, you must have some fairly embarrassing stuff. This would have been the springboard for it, really. Some of the things. Is it what stuff you found on your own and thought, I can't be alone in this? Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, I must have the world record for angsty poetry written uh, as, as a 17-year-old. So every week on the show, I get the guest on, we chat about what they were like at school and stuff, and then they, they read me something, a few bits um, that they've chosen from when they were younger. And that can be, you know, as a six-year-old like Ivo or a teenager like Tom, or even older. Some people have come on and read stuff from when they were at university. But then to level the playing field, I will read one of my pieces so that we're both feeling embarrassed so that it's not, you're not alone in your shame, so that we can both feel embarrassed. So mine are all poems so far. And there's a couple of like articles I wrote for student newspapers and stuff that are pretty terrible. Mm. But it's mostly just really awful poetry about feeling sad and lonely <laughs> as a 17-year-old. <laughs> I found a poem a little while ago, actually, when I was just, uh, I did it at school. I was not quite 10. Really? And it was about the, the, the first fight between Ali and Frazier. 
the one that uh, wow. even then you were so sport. I was very sport, yeah. but yeah, it's all it's a kind of. Uh, it's, but I found it a little while ago amongst some old stuff at Mum's place. I think it was. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shocker, really. It's it's yeah, almost like a fight report. Podcast, yeah, just <laughs> that's you all I've found though. Now, yeah. <laughs> so it, is it the second series? Is the first one's already available, and then you say the second series is that is that up and ready to go now as well? Yeah, it's just kicked off. So we had the first one. We had um, New York comedian Catherine Cohen came on and read out a massive document of old poems that she wrote about some boy that she fancied, um, mm. who, by the sounds of it, didn't fancy her back. Uh, and then uh, we've got a few Ivos coming up. Um, David Bedil's coming up soon. He's got some stuff. Uh, and O.T. Fag Benley, who's in Black Widow, is uh, a right. Hollywood actor, Hollywood yeah. royalty. He's, he's next week, and he's got this one-man show about this... Um, crazy person he met in new york once and he does a genuine acting performance in it where he puts on a, a proper accent and it puts a lot of the all the comedians come on and they just read stuff and they go isn't this embarrassing he properly went for it that's the difference a rather trained on a podcast that's what you need <laughs> you do. i was just looking it up on spotify i mean it's good that you you started this before the pandemic and, and kept it going throughout so it's probably quite cathartic for you as well during that period cathartic Plus, you know, it's nice to have a revenue stream. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I thought of that. Yeah. Um, now, you are a Tottenham fan, and Jose has basically said there's no such thing as Spursy anymore, <laughs> um, which is a bit difficult to argue after uh, after the game against West Ham at the weekend. What was what was your... I mean, it was interesting. I was, uh, Jason Burton, the Telegraph, a writer I, I, I enjoy, but he said, he was talking about the lack of crowds, and he said, would Tottenham have capitulated uh, had there been a full house at uh, Tottenham? I was thinking... Oh yeah, yeah make no I, don't, I don't think it made any difference. Make no difference I think at got all. More nervous. Yeah, exactly. Because they, they would have fed. Because at three-one, they would have completely fed off of us, thinking that's it. We've blown it. It's going to be four-three to them. Because that is the default position for the Tottenham fan, isn't it? One hundred percent. And I ask you, did you, as a Spurs fan, think at halftime we are going to win the league? <laughs> like so many Spurs fans who refuse no. to learn, we never learn. Year after year, we give ourselves hope again from one good half. Yeah. And then, it, of course, Spursy is alive and well. It's more alive than ever. It just gets stronger and stronger, doesn't it? It does. I mean, it, the thing about it, he's got to be the man to shake it off. He has got to be the one, because it maybe he is. Once if he can go out and win something and win something ugly, maybe that Spursy will be gone forever. He'll lift, it'll be like the curse of the Bambino. Well, yeah, that's the point of Mourinho. That yeah. is the point, that he's a winner. And in ho hopefully, from your point of view, that you're going to do that. Yeah. Paul Jiggins said it was the most Spursy thing since Mr. Spursy was appointed Professor of Spursy at Oxford University. That's right. He was he was channeling his Blackadder, I think, Paul, a little bit earlier on. And it's um, Lask. Tonight, a team, a new Austrian side, a new one on me. I've got to be honest, Reese. I don't know if you've been doing a, a lot of research on them, but it seems that Gareth Bale will will start tonight. Will he? Okay, mm. that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I, know, I was a big um, Lask fan as a boy, actually, yeah. so this is quite <laughs> a right. conflict for me tonight. It's hard to know who to support. But uh, <laughs> look, we've seen Gareth Bale do it in Europe a number of times for Spurs and for Madrid. Maybe Lask is where he gets his, you know, his first goal since he's come back for Spurs, which he so nearly got the other yeah. day. That was the that was the ultimate heartbreak, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he was set, all set up for the perfect return, and then no, Spursy is alive. Well, that I think that shows what yeah. he can do. Yeah. I mean, Jose say he's not the same player. Of course, he's not going to be the same player. That's obvious. But he's still got something. You could see that in that one moment. 
Oh, 100%. Also, I mean, I did enjoy the fact that for the last 10 minutes of that game, every Spurs player was just trying to set up Gareth Bale yeah. for that dream return. <laughs> it yeah. was like playing FIFA. It was ridiculous. I saw Regulon at one point was so desperate to play mm. him in. I mean, if there'd been somebody just waiting for the ball on the line unmarked, he still would have been looking for Bale. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, could see that because he's his mate and he wanted to look after him. But uh, Reese, good to talk to you and uh, we wish you well to podcast and uh, come and see us in the studio when you can. Would love to. Thank you very much. There we are. Uh, Reese James, R-H-Y-S. Yeah. Spelt differently. Uh, early work is uh, series two uh, wherever you Sounds get your podcast. Yeah, it does. Out some good Tom Rosen's got one. Uh, Lasker fifth in the Australian Bundesliga. Australian? Are they? Did I say really? Australian? Okay, I mean, that's Austrian. Good. At least we'll know what the referees <laughs> are saying during the game. That's it. Yeah. It's great they've got in Europa League. Well, I suppose after getting in the Eurovision Song Contest, <laughs> that's how they, did it. they can actually be in the Europa League as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is a nice upbeat story. Uh, Daniel Bramble, uh, British long jumper, was uh, hoping to get to uh, the Olympics in Tokyo. His funding was cut. That was making it far more difficult. Like a lot of other people, he had to adapt uh, during the early days of the virus, found himself as a delivery driver, and it looked like maybe the dream had died. But thanks to a lot of generous people, uh, that's not the case. And uh, very pleased to say Daniel joins us now. Good afternoon, Daniel. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, yeah good, thanks. thank you. Yeah, as I said, so I've kind of summed up roughly what was going on, but you you had to go out and get a proper job, if you like, for a while, didn't you? Because because there were no options. Yeah, um, that's it. Pretty much I just had to get my head down and kind of focus on, you know, just getting an income of some sort. And, yeah, that's the option that came up. Yeah, I like the fact that you used it as a sort of fitness routine while you were delivering to keep the keep, jumping over people's fences <laughs> yeah i got told off a few times um but mainly it was just lunging upstairs um i'd always like skip two or three stairs at a time and just yeah try to get a workout yeah. out of it That's now good. you missed out on the last olympics by a centimeter you're up there sort of vying with greg rutherford um and then you picked up an injury you went off to the commonwealth yeah. games despite the fact that you know you're you you're unfunded and did pretty well there but beyond that point, I mean, is it, it must be very difficult if you haven't got that that bit of support. You don't make a lot from the funding, but you get support with uh, winter training and facilities and kit and stuff like that, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And it's mainly like the physio and stuff. That, that's an aspect that is quite expensive if you don't have it mm. to hand. Um, so, yeah, just all those factors really add up. Um, yeah, that's mainly why I started to go fund me, just to kind of help support that. Um, for the level I want to be at, trying to juggle a job and train full-time is, is really difficult. So I'm just trying to, yeah, work a way around it best as possible. And you should name the, your main fund, the people who yeah, provide because, the main funding, because they were very, very generous. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's a, it is a great story, isn't it? Because you, I think you'd got sort of two or three grand or maybe a little bit more than that from, from people being generous from the crowdfunding once you told them what you were looking to do. But uh, somebody out of nowhere shocked you and, and just took it up to the 12,000 that you were looking for. <laughs> Honestly, I, I just even thinking, just you saying that, it just gives me goosebumps because I just randomly checked um, my GoFundMe. And I, that was on the Tuesday, on the Thursday, sorry, the day after my birthday. And um, I saw I saw Gymshock there. I was like, oh, it must be an advert kind of thing. It's only when I clicked in it, I saw the amount that was in there. Like I actually dropped my phone on the floor. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, they'd made up the rest. They're about, about over eight grand Jim Shark had put in. And look, this is, be fair yeah. to them, this is not a great time for gyms at the moment, isn't it? Every, it's a pretty difficult time. A lot of gyms are closing mm. down in different areas. So it was it was a, a decent, generous, generous thing to do. Honestly. And, like, I was, I was just happy at the time. I was just happy with the £10, £5 I was getting from everyone. Because mm. it's, it's, it's really humbling to, like, have strangers kind of invest in your in your story and your and your journey. But um, when that happened, when I saw the eight thousand eight hundred and seventy five, I think it was, I was just blown away. I thought, I thought my eyesight had gone funny. <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't believe it. So what what was the, what was the twelve thousand? What does that allow you to do? So that allows me to because I'm I'm based up in Loughborough now. So that um, allows me to pay my rent for a little while, um, secure physio for a while. Um, play membership for the facilities I use, um, new kit, warm weather training camps. It kind of, it, it covers all of that, like all the important key stuff that I need. And um, it, it just makes a massive, massive difference because I feel like I can relax and focus on what I'm, what I moved up to Loughborough to do. Yeah, of course. Because previously, athletes had, had a lot of help from lottery funding, but I'm not 100% sure of this, but it's been cut quite a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, I feel like in the last few years it has been cut, so they have to be quite um, picky with who they select. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably one of the reasons why I didn't get it back in 2017. Mm. But uh, yeah, I've adapted accordingly, I think. And then yeah, and this year has just been a massive, massive help. Yeah, it's it, it, you say it's quite a big step to to do that to crowdfund. Where is it? Is it a, was it a bit of a hurdle to overcome? You were a bit reticent at first. Yeah, it was really like a, a pride thing. I'm, I'm not one to ask, it, to ask for help at the best of times, um, especially like that's mainly why I picked athletics in the first place. I wanted to be kind of in charge of my own destiny. Um, so to even set up the GoFundMe, it, 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 it's kind of like it's one of those ones that you don't really want to ask for help, but you know you need help. Mm. Um, so, I, so I set it up and yeah, ever since then, I, I, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I stepped out of my comfort zone in that sense. There's, and kind of, um, there's something out. good about helping an athlete, though, especially if you do get to the Olympics, because then everybody has, has kind of an investment in you, a piece of you, if you, if you know what I mean, in a nice it, way. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's what's important. Like, if for me, that gives me drive. That, that makes me want to prove my point even more. Um, some people said, oh, doesn't that make you feel like pressure? I was like, no, because these people have like invested in me. So I, I feel like I just need to almost show off. Like, I almost need to make sure their investment's worth it. I don't know if uh, James Ellington has uh, reached out to you because we spoke to him back in 2011 when he did a very similar thing. He basically sold his sponsorship rights on on eBay before London 2012 in an effort to to go there. He got a bit of support. I think King of Shaves helped him out back then along with other people. But there are kind of parallels there, but I think you'd probably find that quite an interesting conversation. 100%. I haven't actually spoken to him recently, but, yeah, he's a good friend of mine, like, off the track, so... Mm. Um, yeah, it'll be something to chat about. Yeah. So, um, how's how things sort of shaping up? You you sort of you're going to get back into training soon and and start. I mean, what what do you need to do to qualify for for uh, the Olympics next year? Yeah. So I'm in my third week of training now. I'm back up in Loughborough. Um, third third week of training. Um, so I'm feeling more like an athlete now. The first week I was kind of <laughs> I was, I was fueled up on meal deals and walking around, so I hadn't actually run around too much. Um, so the first week was really difficult getting back into it, but now I feel like an athlete again. Um, I'm jumping around again. Um, so things are looking up. So I have from the 1st of December till next summer to kind of jump the standard. And um, yeah, that, and that's the goal. I'm going to have an indoor season, take it from there. Um, if the indoor season goes well, we'll continue to, uh, through to the summer. 
Um, if not, we'll take a step back and work on what I need to work on. But all in all, I'm so much more optimistic now. Brilliant. Uh, and just finally, any any advice for uh, people who have got the uh, the Amazon driver rocking up at their place? I mean, were people generally nice to you and friendly, or, or what was the experience like? Because we're, we're all having it at the moment. Yeah. I mean, there might be a few tips from someone who's been at the sharp end. <laughs> always, just, yeah, always be friendly. Always just make sure, especially now, make sure you're socially distanced. Um, just yeah, just be friendly, be happy. Like that's the that's all I can say about it, really. Yeah, um, it's not bad advice. Yeah, it makes it, it makes a massive difference to um, your experience and their experience. Of course. Good stuff, Daniel. Good to talk to you. We'll keep in touch. Best of luck with the training. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. There we are, Daniel Bramble, there, British long jumper, mm. who uh, turned to Crown Funding has now got his money, which is good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Big night of Europa League football, and uh, you're one of me, isn't No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I know. I mean, I meant in general. Yes. Um, no, there is some good I games. remember those days when I could not watch football on a Thursday night. It wasn't that long ago. No. It was last year. Anyway, um, and yeah, we'll be looking at all the opposition of the British clubs. Uh, five, uh, of course, the old firm, of course, and three teams mm. in the Premier League in action tonight. Uh, story of the day for me, though, Andy. This is Salenz- uh, fantastic. This is all about Valencia, their fans. They decided they want to force out the club's board. Mm. And so there's different ways you do that. You know, you get on social media and you drum up a bit of interest and you hold up banners. But this is very, very clever. Um, What they've decided to do, they have hired a uh, mariachi band. Really? Not from Bake Off, they had to get rid of them. No, to basically mither the directors. So whenever the the directors go around, there's a mariachi band that follows them (laughs) and plays incredibly (laughs) loud. (laughs) And and really gets under their skin. So that is very clever. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever used a mariachi band as a weapon. That is is quite... You think it's going to work? I've got got no idea. I imagine it would be quite a wind-up when you're trying to concentrate and go about your work. So anyway, I just thought I'd bring that to you. Have you got anything for us? I have, and you know people enjoy my work <laughs> keep going Andy <laughs> people enjoy my work about Harry and Meghan oh do they really yeah, <laughs> yeah. carry on yeah they've been told that um, uh, after being told that they live near a bear <laughs> yeah. they've now been told that a mountain did he li- put you off by the way no it didn't okay I, I kept going <laughs> you can keep it going I don't care been told that a mountain lion is prowling near their home what as well as the bear yeah where are they living Woburn Safari Park <laughs> that's <laughs> ridiculous that's good. good I know um this is a more serious story, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a more... I'm slightly worried it's yeah. a more serious story. No, Maybe you better is... not do that under a mariachi right, well, band. I won't do that. I'll do Reader's Trousers. That's okay. always better. <laughs> that deserves a mariachi band, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, keep the mariachi. Yeah. This is great. Mariachi Gemmel. If you've stopped wearing jeans because you now find them uncomfortable... Who's that? Oh, yeah. Then these... I won't name them. Trousers are the answer to your prayers. <laughs> <laughs> when has it trousers been the answer to anybody's prayers? I mean, prayers or prayers. 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 Your prayers. You Your know, prayers. Pray. Let us pray. We've just discovered today under a mariachi soundtrack <laughs> that Andy Jacobs can't say the word prayers. 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 <laughs> prayers. Not prayers. Prayers yeah. are people that pray. Prayers are things that they're praying. Yes, you get the idea. Is it? Prayers. Answer to your prayers. I'm, I'm looking next door. Is this sounding a bit odd to you? It is. Prayers. Prayers. That's Gentlemen right, versus yeah. prayers. <laughs> Amazing stretch denim that moves with you bending and sitting. Does it really? Oh, that's right. Auto-expanding side stretch waistband providing you room to breathe. Well, thank goodness. You could also try going on diet. That might help. 
very understanding. <laughs> anyway, should we have a quick? Uh, we're going to bring back an old favourite. We yeah. know the listeners like it. Let's have the a other serious story. More important than okay, we'll, trousers. We'll, but not with a Mariachi band. <laughs> no. We'll come back to that. Yeah. What's in Andy's bag? This oh. is the point where about every few months. We ask Andy to delve inside. He's a man that carries, he can't say That's prayers, terrible. and he carries some really prayers. weird, wonderful stuff around with him. So let's see what's Andy. Okay. What's in Andy's bag. So here we go then. Spare baseball cap. What's on the front of the baseball cap? You bought it for me, 2013 World Series. Okay, nice, just in case you need a yeah. spare baseball cap. A tripod and phone extension that I bring in for our producer, John, so that when we record the link to the podcast... Yeah. He can be socially It's distant. like a fishing rod that we have yes, to stand on the end of. Okay, so what else is in Andy's bag? He's rooting through the bag. This is some sort of medicine. What is it? Is, it a, is it a nasal hay thing? Hay fever relief. I haven't even got hay fever. What have I got? <laughs> don't, see, don't even suffer great. from hay this fever. This allows him to see, get rid of the clutter. What's yeah, that? That's a bit of plastic. A little bit of plastic that probably had a pen in it or something yeah. by the look of it. Oh, another, another baseball, baseball cap. cap. That, the Which, Lakers. That's a Lakers baseball cap. Okay, what else a is it? A set of patched up headphones. Patched up headphones. Uh, and a cutting, some old some... cuttings that I didn't get to do on the show. Okay, are they very old? Is there anything good on there? Oh, yeah, there's a thing that goes with that. It's what, the old, what was it? Ultradex oh. Breath spray. Okay, and he's got a breath spray. Okay, that, not uh, that you can, can get any, near enough anybody to worry about it now. He's got a small case. He's just opening. What's oh, in the yeah, small no, case? Those, those glasses. I haven't worn those for a few months. A pair of uh, old small round round, round glasses. Glass. The Richard Wattis situation, <laughs> as Glenn would call it. What else is in Andy's bag? Richard Wattis. There we are. Oh, yeah, another one of those. Righty wears glasses like that. They've come around thing. again, haven't they? Righty wears a little round glasses. So It's made for Righty to come on in oh, round glasses. Thing that's, what's this? This is our, this is about Glove Story Two. This is a book that's coming out. Yeah. Um, by Rob Stokes, and it's all for Willow, and that's a picture of a nice cartoon. Well, we'll, we'll of have Bob a chat. Wilson. We'll have a chat with the guys about that when it comes out. Yeah. Keep What's calm. It? I'm a Chelsea fan. I don't know where I got that from. That's a beer mat that somebody kindly yeah. bought us a little while ago. One yeah. One of those things. A that's biro. A, that's a tissue. A biro. What else have we got in there? Uh, uh, some anodin, anodin, yeah. <laughs> a marker pen, nice, yeah. Anything <laughs> else? Here we go. We're getting down the bottom of the bag. This is where it gets interesting. Oh, a half-eaten packet of uh, McCoys, which is now lobbed all over the studio. Flame-grilled, fla- <laughs> what flavour? Flame-grilled beef. Flame-grilled <laughs> beef. Why did you not finish them? I don't know. I'm on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> more anodin. God, what am I expecting you? Yeah, okay, severe, well, more anodin. Headache. How much anodine have you got? <laughs> Haven't you got I about didn't think twelve they were packs? To sell you that you normally have an awful lot of uh, rehydration. Oh cap- look, a spare thing of Japanese Gen Moisture tea. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got there? The instructions for the anodine, I think, isn't it? Yeah, One that's of the instructions for the hay fever. Okay, right, like, fair enough. We're still rooting down the bag. There's more to come. It's, it's an amazing bag. It's fantastic. It's like Narnia. What else is there? What is there? There's, uh, I don't know what that is. That's some kind of, that's an anti... Oh, a couple of Imodium, they're always coming. <laughs> <laughs> Offset the anodine. Yeah. yeah I haven't what else? reached the side pocket yet. Okay, well, blimey, here we go. We're going into the side pocket. What oh, we, yeah. It's part two. Join us in coming up. <laughs> it's the side pocket. Some we, rubber gloves. What you got them for? God, no, don't even ask. No, it's not my, the, that's nothing to do with the Imodium, is it? No, the hygienic. Okay, fair enough, oh, yeah. You seem to have taken quite a lot of the well, you've got a lot. Gloves. You've got a lot of rubber Another gloves Another marker here. pen. Yeah. It's a very old chocolate. Oh, yeah, it's about four cubes of rancid-looking chocolate. A couple of things for anti-fog wipes to stop my glasses, glasses steaming when you're up. wearing a mask, yeah, yeah. Almost there now. Nearly there. What else in Andy's bag? Oh, dear, some more old chocolate. Okay. <laughs> rancid old chocolate and oh, crisps. More old chocolate, that's not good. <laughs> 
It's right. not cheap, the chocolate, but it's probably about a tenner's worth of chocolate he had lying at the bottom That's of the bag. That's it. That's it. That the bag. Was what was in my the bag. bag. We only do it every few months because it's... Um, there's certainly less rehydration tablets than usual, less yes. Imodium, That's but a lot more anodine, <laughs> which is strange, isn't it? So a real insight. Yeah. Um, I thought I was to take some, even though I haven't got a headache. <laughs> uh, James uh, James Woods, if it's Jimmy Woods, the actor, he says, uh, yes, Andy, your pronunciation of prayers does sound funny. Oh, sorry. And, uh, and one of the other listeners says, who's, um, and like who's your favourite who's, who's your favorite player? Wants to know in the world of football, one of the listeners. I love the players. Yeah. <laughs> prayers. I've never heard it pronounced uh, like that before. It's it's a it's a first for us. Anyway, I'm throw all this stuff out. Really. So this is the great thing. He's putting it all back in. <laughs> Rancid chocolate, half-eaten no, no. bag of crisps, all going back in the bag for next time. Yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Uh, before we go, Andy, earlier on, if you were listening earlier on, we, we discovered Andy had a very interesting way of saying the word prayer. He says, Prayer. Prayer. As if it's a someone, like drawing. I someone can't say that either. Someone who's praying, uh, basically. And, uh, well, our producer thought that deserved the musical treatment. Okay. <laughs> Prayers. Yeah, glad they're busy. <laughs> Tremendous. 
It was either that or watch Neighbours. Uh, it's actually Bill Fordham, Talksport listener, who came up with the idea on the, on the producer's behalf. But thank you, Bill. Well done. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. There we are. That was this afternoon show. Did you like the musical treatment the boys gave you for yeah, prayer? Yeah, pretty good, yeah. Not bad, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can stay. Okay, uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. We'll have the clips of the week. There could be another musical number in that and lots of other stuff as well. Until then, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Score a bank account boosting 5K in cash simply by identifying Trevor Sinclair's former teammate from the following clues. He played for Chelsea and West Ham. He won over 100 international caps. He scored a goal that wasn't a goal for England in South Africa. Text WIN and your answer to 63320. Text costs £2 plus normal sending charge. Entries close 6pm Friday, October 23rd. 18 plus. Please gamble responsibly. See talksport.com slash competitions for terms and conditions. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 